We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey, honey. Hi. Sitting in the garage again, huh? Yeah. All alone? Yeah. On our son's bicycle? Yeah. Yeah. It's hard to be without your bike, so do something easy and protect it with Progressive Motorcycle Insurance. And when you ride with us for four straight years without an accident, we won't count your first one against you, no matter how much it costs. Visit Progressive.com to quote today. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Accident forgiveness not available in all states. This is... 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 Giancarlo Navas and Ryan Goins. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Heat Beat Podcast. I'm your host, Giancarlo Navas. And with me today, we have uh, our hot take Harry, Harrison Citron. How are you, sir? <laughs> Thanks. Our, our hot take Harry. It's like we yeah. own Thank your, you. your you property. The tables have turned. <laughs> it's all good. Uh, we have our professional screw-up, Mr. Alex Toledo. Alex, say hi or something. Okay, your mic's not working. You're off to a great start, of course. Well, living um, up to the name there. Living up to the name. Is your mic working? Okay, his mic's still not working as he's talking to the microphone. We have a guest today, uh, Brass Jazz. How are you, sir? You can find him at I Brass am Jazz on doing Twitter. well. So we have, we have one guest. And we have two guests. We have Rohan. I don't want to say your last name because I forgot it already. That's all right. What's your last name? Say it again. It's Rohan Ned Carney. Let's go with that. Where can people find you, Rohan, so we can tell the good people? <laughs> they can find me at sportsillustrated.com slash NBA at the crossover. This is the most credible person we've had on. He exceeds that of George Sedano, Israel Gutierrez, <laughs> Anthony Chang, Jason Leisure. We got a Sports Illustrated writer. He's some professionalism on this show. He's even wearing a tie. He even dressed up. <laughs> yeah, I can't believe I wore a tie for a podcast. Can we curse on this? No. Uh, corporate. We're corporate now. C- certain words. If you curse, Brian has to go back and edit it, and that makes him very unhappy. That's so do yes. it very so often. Yes. So do it very yeah. often to bother him. Well, I can't be a war tie for a podcast. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Write that down, Brian. Write that down. Love this guy. And, of course, we have our producer slash co-founder, Mr. Brian Goins. I always introduce you first, and this time I did last. Hi, Brian. Howdy. Okay. <laughs> so uh, you <laughs> Off to a great start. So, there's so many places we can go uh, to start. I guess the obvious place is last night's game. With Miami season on the line, the most important minutes by far at game 81, Spolstra went to four guards and James Johnson at center. Oh, I guess O'Carl White, James Johnson at center, and three guards. Um, Rohan, I want to give it to you first. Like, the balls it takes to do that. Right? Like, your season's on the line. You bent Hassan and Goran, and you go James Johnson at the five, Okara White, who has had seen limited minutes throughout this run, and then three guards. So I actually had a huge problem with how long it took Spo to do that, frankly. I could not believe that he 
had Whiteside in the game for as long as he did last night. I've come around on Whiteside for the most part. I think we all, you know, agree that he has those inconsistent stretches of effort, and it's kind of annoying to see, you know, from a fan's perspective. He shouldn't have been in the game last night the way the Cavs were playing. I mean, he clearly couldn't card Channing Fry at the three-point line. He couldn't guard Kevin Love. Darren Williams was having his way in the pick and roll largely because of Hassan. I'm surprised it took Spo that long, frankly. Uh, to me, the guts thing, it kind of went out the window. Like, at some point in the third quarter, I was like, Spo, what are you doing? you got to get Whiteside out of the game. Uh, it was it was just ridiculous how long he was in there. It was crazy. At one point, Josh Richardson was, like, playing power forward. They went with, like, that crazy four-guard lineup when Goran yes. came in. Uh, that was a little bit too much. I would have liked to see something maybe like Goran, TJ, uh, Jay Rich, Okaro, and James Johnson, which didn't really happen uh, last night. I thought that would have been a good lineup. But if anything, I was I was shocked that it took Spo that long to go small. Well, Goran was giving them nothing. I, I actually think, and I actually want to ask you guys, that has to be a foot problem, right? Because when he was turning to the corner on the pick and roll, he couldn't beat anyone off the dribble. And not that he does that like Dwayne Wade-esque, but I mean, he can beat bigs off a dribble if, if he gets them in the pick and roll. And he just wasn't getting around anyone. You're shaking your head. Oh, I also thought it was a bit of a Hassan problem last night. I mean, I thought I think if you would space the floor for him the way it was for TJ, uh, you know, he would have had a better chance. I agree that his foot, he hasn't looked the same, but... I do think there was an element of uh, the paint was a little crowded for him whenever he was in the game. Yeah, but even when even when they went that stretch that they went four guards, he still wasn't getting. And it, I know Hassan was screening, and Hassan has to roll to the basket better. He he like he waits too long, right? He kind of holds the screen and kind of meanders for a second, and then goes, which kills it. But even even when they had four guards, and Goran would get a step, he'd get there and, and nothing, and then they just have to reset the offense. Like it was kind of annoying. But um, Brass, I don't know. You want you want to add anything or about that or what? Man, <clears throat> I didn't get a chance to watch any replay of that. I just I was there at the game, um, so my in-game eye test is completely different to what my television eye test is. <laughs> As it is, um, because it felt like when that game started, uh, they were getting whatever they wanted in the paint, and they couldn't get any shots from outside. Um, and then. I, I, but I don't know. In, in reality, I don't know if that's what it was like because halfway through that game, I checked the box score. It felt like they scored like 23s on us and then we just couldn't get anything. And we shot two less than they did at that point. Y you know, so, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. No, it, it was a weird game because, like you said, to start, and I think a lot of that was James Johnson was creating more to start, and they were doing a lot of ball movement. James Johnson would come, and then the action would, would come secondary. But, but yeah, but Miami took as many threes as them, at least through the half, but just they didn't make anything, and they defroze Darren Williams from 2010. I was, I was really hyped going into that because with Tristan Thompson out of there, I'm like, that guy can only get offensive rebounds. That's the only thing that they, that guy can do. And so I'm like, oh, without him in there, Hassan should be able to clean this up. And then, you know, if they're not hitting their shots, they're going to be able to go in there and get all of those rebounds. But the problem is they were hitting all their shots. Yeah, but, like, what Rohan alluded to was how Hassan had trouble with Channing Fry uh, yeah, and, yeah. and Love. Hassan has historically done really well against Tristan. Like, he's kind of owned him. He's kind of like yeah. his daddy, like Gortat. Right. So, that, that, that Harry, you've been quiet, man. You're hot take Harry. What's up, man? Yeah, I'm waiting for Harry to jump in. Come on, say something. Say Have something inflammatory. Have the well, guts. If you, if you want to know how good I am at these podcasts, I started talking before only to realize my, my mic was muted, and I was like, why is no one listening <laughs> wait, to me? You, hold on. Wait, yeah, you I, went in, I, I went in right before Brass Jazz started talking, and I was just like, yo, John Carlos is completely ignoring what I said, and then I looked down and realized that my mic was off, and I was just like, oh. Yeah, rookie mistake. So you're being a real uh, professional screw up number two. Oh, now wait, pause for a second. Alex, is your mic working yet? I don't know. Is it? Hi, Alex. How are you? Welcome <laughs> to the program. Okay, okay. Quick question before you guys no, continue. No, okay. You know, uh, Harry's turn. You're done. Wow. <laughs> Harry, uh, what were you no, going to say? I was going to say I think we kind of like pick and choose on Goron because it wasn't <laughs> before the game last night. He had like a five game streak of a really good offensive game going, and he just kind of looked slow last night. I mean, it could be it could be the foot. It could be. Uh, it's just been a long season, and there's going to be games where he just he doesn't have it. I agree that Hassan, you know, his inability to set like a solid screen every time definitely definitely hurts uh, Goran's ability to get into the paint and be effective. But 
Sometimes it's just an off game. And can we can we talk about that uh, James Johnson got denied? Two, he would have had two straight game-winning uh, field goals last night if it wasn't for a horrible call by the refs. That would have been pretty cool to, that they're going to James Johnson when the game's on the line. And he's he's uh, He usually delivers. The offensive foul, you mean? Yeah, that wasn't an offensive foul. Oh, the flop on Corver, you mean? I mean, I mean, I, they called it. They, they it was a foul because Corver is so slow and white that he just like. I mean, he was he was, just, he was just kind of like he got there so late that the ref was like, "Well, he must have been pushed." And then you look at the replay; there's no foul. Is it yeah, true that the, the officiating was terrible. I mean, I was like, I, Kevin Love was getting these superstar calls. I'm like, who who deemed this guy a superstar? One ring, man. I'm not impressed. <laughs> Capri's oh, I was lying to, to see, it. huh? It's the proper way to do it. No, the but way that, that he finishes take. I don't want to. I don't want to do. I don't want to <laughs> do referee show, but they that was officiated so inconsistent because like Love was hooking Hassan all night or grabbing arms, mm-hmm. and and like was not getting called for any of that, and then Kevin Love would get like you said, superstar call. I don't want to do the referee show. We're not that show. It's fine, but if you want a hot take on Harry wants to do the referee show. before you do it, I think what should happen is whatever like whatever their salary is for the game, every like really egregious missed call should they should get right out of their paycheck. And guess what? They'll stop making egregious mistakes because that's less food on the table for their Harry, children. You think they're doing it on like on? You know how hard that is to do. Oh, it's so hard. my brother. My brother's been doing refing like uh, for a while now, and he's like, it's such a hard job, and I, and I'm like, I agree. <laughs> Don't be that bad at it. I mean, the the, the NBA goes at a thousand miles per hour. I mean, like it's not like they're doing it on purpose. Look, man, referees and weathermen are the only people that are consistently wrong and still have jobs. So, and maybe the maybe the president now. But we're all you. Zinga. Nice, Brian. Okay, Alex. What 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 question did you want to ask before I rudely interrupt? Good producing, Brian. Good job, bud. Alex, what did you want to ask? One for one. Okay, is it is it true that Tony last night said that the Cavs went five for three on threes? Because <laughs> <laughs> that's impressive, yo. Oh, please be true. Can anyone confirm that? They were talking about it on Levitard today. I'm like, I I, I completely missed that. I, ho- I I missed that too. I hope that's true. Please be true. Oh my god. Yeah. Tony's, Tony's a legend. Tony's a gem. Tony is the ultimate heat lifer. Do you know I can't find that stats video anymore because they got rid of Vine? That's my oh, favorite. Oh, really? That's video. gone? Oh, no. Oh, no. Wait, you can't even search Vine anymore? No, you, I don't, you can I, definitely I find it. it. I don't know. I had it saved, and now it's just, like, not, not easily oh, okay. accessible. Still available. No, you can't. I mean, that that is the best Vine in the history of Miami Heat basketball. <laughs> that includes you, Flying Death Machine. What? Somebody call so, how do you like, so how do you like Tony but not uh, Cody? Well, because Tony's funny. Oh no! See, I need to. I actually need to stick up for my guy Greg Cody here. Thank you. I've been seeing this on Twitter for a long yeah. time. Man. Um, Greg Cody, man, one of the all-time, all-time guys I've met in my entire life. Why? When I was an intern at the Miami Herald, that dude was so nice. Um, I remember hung out with him in a Marlins game. Listened to just all his stories, you know, over the years. Uh, this is a good Cody story. When I was an intern at the Miami Herald, um, everyone on the staff smoked cigars. I remember George Rojas was a sports editor once. Like one day when I went to the office, I didn't do anything except he taught me how to order Cuban cigars from Canada on the internet. <laughs> and so like, Cody was like, hey, do you smoke cigars? And I'd never smoked anything in my life, let alone a cigar. And I was like, yeah, all the time. And he was like, that's great. He was like, that's great. Uh, let's meet up uh, in Plantation. We'll smoke a cigar. I was like, that sounds awesome. Uh, and yeah, I met up with Cody. I was like 20 years old. We smoked a cigar and we drank a couple beers. And I could not drive home. I literally had to just sit in my car for an hour. <laughs> so you're saying that Greg Cody gave a minor alcohol. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Cody, Cody, I remember I was a big fan of... Uh, Sounds irresponsible, if you're asking me. I mean, you I, couldn't even drive. I mean, what, what, what if what if you, Rohan, what if you were not a... Because you're, you're a bright person. What if you were not the bright person that you are and didn't have the foresight not to drive and you hit oh, no. like a cat or something and that cat's blood would be on Cody's hands? I told, <laughs> I told Cody I was a big fan of the Levitard show and he brought me down to the studio and I got to watch in the producer's room with Mike Ryan. Uh, 
Yeah, but he's so I'm, he's so bad at the radio it, though. No, no I just, he, he fills a role. He's playing a role. He's playing a character. It's a bad role. No, it's the one they gave him. I, Cody, I'll defend Cody until death. I love that guy. No, Ro- Rohan, that was a nice defense, but you don't have to defend stuff against Giancarlo. None of his takes are right. Like he's not right about anything. Right. You know what? Yeah. He doesn't, like, he doesn't like TJ, who saved the Heat season last I night. I look so bad. Uh, Let me, let's talk about how bad I look last night. <laughs> I think you looked yeah. bad all season on the TJ take. No, I listen, for like a month and a half, I looked great. I had people agreeing with me. That month that he was playing awful, man, that was the best month of this season. He was injured. I don't care. I look, I look smart. <laughs> he was playing Whatever. bad. He's costing Let's his game. Go games. back to Cody for a second. I'll take I'll take Cody's role on Lebetard over your role on Twitter any day. G. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so much better at everything except for writing than Cody, and he's not even that great a writer. No man, Cody has some gems, man. You just got to be on the lookout. Have you guys seen how at Dos Minutos always tags me in like bad Cody jokes on Twitter? Like he's trying to bait me so hard. <laughs> I, I hate that. Been baited. I think you've been just. You know, no, yeah, you gotta... he got. No, no. It's that he t- he tweeted just like a score, and I'm like, why are you tweeting this? Have you been blocked by Ira yet? I feel like no, I haven't. I've been trying to get yeah. blocked by Ira forever, and like he won't block me. I get muted, right? You think he, you think I'm muted? Yeah, probably. Yeah. You, I, I mean, tried you... to get that Ben Dossett guy to to block me, and he he muted me. No, you got to come out swinging from the get go, man. If you want. Oh to yeah. Block. Yeah. See, I'm not that good at this. So I'm still a rookie not, at trying to get. Blocked. You're not. You're not a rude person. Like you need. You need to actually be like mean. You're. Just, you're. You're playing a role too. You're just trying, but it's not. You gotta go. You gotta go. I make secondary that. audio jokes. Um, secondary audio jokes, great. I still haven't heard an explanation for that, by the way. No, of course not, because he just <laughs> made stuff up. Well, Ira just lied. That's what he did. He just lied. What else? Or, what else? Yeah. Or he and his son grind together like this is Winterman's. <laughs> That's just strange. Can you imagine the grinding with Winterman's at a bar mitzvah? It must be awful. Oh my God. Are they Jewish? Yeah, of course. I don't know that. Yeah. Okay then. <laughs> hey, be nice to Jews today. Come on. That's not Sean That's Spicer. Okay. Yeah, no. That was that was a disaster. That was horrible. Oh, so I want to get into what UD said today, and I'm sure I'm going to hear this for a while because Alf is already like. DMing me, yelling at me for my tweets. Udonis Haslam said that this is one of his favorite Heat teams, and that includes the big three teams. And Udonis is lying to us. That's not true. I'm sorry. That, that can't You're a fraud. No, I'm not a fraud. How how is this team any iota of as fun as what are you talking four about? Years? Like, Here's the thing. Here's what I think people lose in this argument is what it comes down to is like as. No one is saying those big three teams weren't a lot of fun, but there's something to be said about, like, it was finals or bust every time. Like, your expectations were so high that the satisfaction, as great as it was, it could only be so much, whereas, like, the the unexpectedness of this whole season and the turnaround in the middle of a season, I can see why that's fun for people. It's a different kind of fun. It's a different kind of stress, but... Like, the, how low the expectations were and had the way everyone was piling on the team for tanking for so long to then do what they're doing now. It's like, I can see what people are talking about when they say that. No, I, I, I can totally, like, see, like, if somebody tells me this is one of my favorite Heat teams, I totally understand that. There's nothing wrong with that. But to say it's anywhere near the level of fun that those big... Because, like, every game mattered. Like, now every game matters. Like, the way, this feeling that you had last night was every night because you like he fans were scared See, to lose agree. that game. I no. think it, it didn't really feel like that until the playoffs. No, man, the first the first two years? Like no, Tuesday think, night yeah, against the Chuck, Kings? Like you didn't want to lose against the Kings. Like that's embarrassing. You didn't yeah, want to hear But it I just didn't could, matter. Yeah, I think the inverse was true. I think I think every game mattered to the opponents because yeah. they wanted to knock off the heat every time. The heat it didn't really matter to them. And you the guys thing remember is, how we lived and died with those games? Yeah, yeah but, but here's the thing, man. You you live in a safe space in Miami, right? So you 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 experience that whole thing, and with the exception of the you know of Twitter, everyone around you agrees. And these guys go from city to city. I mean, I live in I lived in New York for the entire, uh, you know, entire Big Three era. Knicks fans, awful people, and <laughs> oh god. But, you know, so it, it, it's not only did you need to win every game, 
you had to you had to beat them by 20 points every game. Otherwise, it's like, oh, you guys suck. You know, and and imagine what that what the players are going through. That's not fun for them. No, like I get I get the first I get the first year not being fun for them. But the I mean the the, the twenty seven game win streak and that stuff was fun. The playoffs. Yeah, were but I think another problem is the last big three year was not fun at all. Yep. Yeah. It's like a recency bias because the playoffs sucked and the regular season you could tell that team was like very over it. Yeah, but the playoffs I mean, sucked. I mean, it was fun beating the Pacers. No, but Giancarlo, you're, I think you're confusing like how the fans feel about seasons compared to no, how the yeah, players no, feel. And, and I'm starting and, to realize that now, yeah. Yeah, and so like when that when I saw the the tweet, I was like, the big three years as a player couldn't have been that amazing. Like the first year was hellfire and brimstone. Like we're getting batteries thrown at us in Cleveland, and then we end up losing that year. The next year we win, but it's a lockout season. There's even more pressure. I mean, they were talking about trading Bosch if we had lost, mm-hmm. and then the year after. Was pro- the 27 game win streak is probably fun looking back on it, but every night the pressure of trying to win can't be that much fun. And yeah, f- uh, the f- 2014 season was was really not fun for I don't think for anybody. That, so yeah, I thought that bled out for the fans too. That 2014 season, I don't remember. There was just not a good vibe around that team after they let Mike go. I, I don't know. I don't know about good yeah, vibe. Well. It it felt yeah. a little mundane, like the regular season. Yeah, you know. Because I, I I think there was still the Indiana threat kind of looming, but other than other than those games, you know, and and well that year there was a fun game against the Warriors. Like there were that regular season had its moments, but I think largely it was kind of let's wait for the playoffs and the first yeah, two but, rounds. But you went, yeah, but you went from 2013 regular season where if LeBron didn't want you to score, you were not scoring. And in 2014, it was just like a layup line. I mean, it's a totally different like. No, no, of way course, yeah. No, but I, and, so, and I'm not, I'm not, I'm not including. But I'm saying, like, for the fans, the first two years of of that team, like, I don't see how that, I don't see how anybody can say that this is more fun than that. Well, no, but it's, uh, I think, just expectation wise, I forgot yeah. who mentioned it. I think it was Rohan. Like, if you're talking to Haslam, he probably Haslam's favorite seasons are probably his rookie year when they, you know, started out poorly and then ended up getting into the playoffs and won that first round series. He and Wade came in together in 03. And then this season's a ton of fun for a player. If you're down and out, everyone's counting you out. And I mean, the Heat could end up winning 30 of their last 41 games, being the first team to ever come back to 500, being 19 games below. It's a fun season. You know, playoffs or not, you, you got to be proud of what they've done. I'm not saying it's, it's not a fun season, but you don't even – I mean, do you remember the brotherhood that those guys – I mean, those are forever bonds. I know, but Giancarlo, you're basically telling a per- – like, we do a whole I'm show. Ba- I'm basically opinion, telling you, Donis, that you're And you're telling lying. a Donis' yes, opinion is horrible. Yes, I'm telling you, D, that your opinion sucks. I know you're wrong. Okay, but let's – never say that to his face because – I tell you, Donis. I feel like you don't understand. Okay, I feel like, sure. you, D, I don't believe you. I believe you're lying to me. You'd be afraid to tell Tyler Johnson uh, how you really feel. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I'd tell TJ. I've been been trying to get TJ on the show. He won't answer my emails. I'll talk to him next time I see him. Ask him, yeah. Who are you asking? Here's a question. Do you like anime? Huh? Do you like anime? Nah, that ain't my thing, man. That's what I thought. Hey, you you keep laughing. Scum's wish is coming your way. Oh, you. No. Oh, God. Brooke Lopez, I hate you. Yeah, so so Brass and I made a bet, or Brass volunteered this bet. He said, if the Heat don't make the playoffs, I'll watch an anime. So, uh, listen, folks at home, Google Scum's Wish. It's an anime. It's 12 episodes. Yeah, do it. Don't wait, it's, tw- it's 12 episodes? Yeah, I I'm not watching 12 no, episodes. No, you, you, you can watch one 30-minute thing. You, doesn't have, you don't have to torture watch, the watch guy. One, okay, watch one 30-minute episode of Scum's Wish. <sighs> This is gonna be fun. Well, I haven't even I haven't even looked it up. I haven't you know I looked up the poster and and don't watch it with your time enough. But man, I'm not watching. I'm watching that alone. I'm locking the door. <laughs> I'm. Ugh. I I don't want to spend. I, I didn't even look up a description because it doesn't matter. And also, no, I really don't. I don't. If I'm gonna have to watch 30 minutes of that, that's 34 minutes too many. I I can't. I don't know why. I just I tried to show that I had the guts, and I mean that was a mistake. If if yeah, you're well, at home. Look at the Scum's Wish plot summary on Wikipedia. But what what's up with the teams, like, benching other guys who have... Like, why wouldn't you play your players? And why isn't... The league should be stepping in. Miami is a much better story than the Pacers <laughs> or the Bulls or something. I mean, this is ridiculous that we, the Nets are benching everybody. Yeah. You know, we got to hope Rest. for Briante to step up tonight. Wait, the Nets are benching everyone on Wednesday? Yeah. Yep. yeah, they're sitting everyone tomorrow. Everyone. 
Well, Lynn, Lopez, all that. Our, it was a good rush, guys. <laughs> yeah. Our only chance is for the Charlotte to pull off an upset over the Hawks tonight, and then the Hawks would have to win tomorrow to get the fifth instead of if they lose, they're dropped down to seven. Right. We're all Charlotte, down that's... by 17. Who's down? Charlotte. Oh, no. Why did you do that? I was <laughs> Okay, Good never mind. mind. We're not making the playoffs. That's really yeah. bad news. Didn't the game just start? Yep, second <laughs> quarter. 56-39. On the bright side, Tony Romo is doing layup lines. I want Romo to get in the game. Me too. I do too. That'd be fun. Yeah, that would be awesome. I don't know why people are taking this so seriously. It would be awesome for him to get in the game. Can they send him to Brooklyn? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I said this is the most exciting thing to happen to Mavericks basketball since LeBron forgot that uh, NBA games were four quarters. <laughs> I don't think we talk enough. If he was just merely mediocre in that series, they'd probably win. Oh, Yo, don't don't even get me started about that series. I was in New York when they lost, and I was like wearing my Heat shirt, and I was like, "Oh, we're definitely we're definitely gonna you know win Game Six and push it to seven. And then we lost, and I couldn't I couldn't face anybody in that stupid city. Sorry, guys. That's as bad as sports has ever made me feel. That yeah. serious. I felt embarrassed. No, that summer, I was I like completely like changed the way I, I view basketball. I don't, I was so, I mean, because I dealt, I, I was living in Atlanta at the time. I dealt with so many people who wanted the heat to lose. I remember I was watching a bull, the bulls playoffs uh, game and I was watching with 12 people that wanted the heat to lose. And when we won, I, I got up and I screamed like F all you get out of my house. I literally kicked everyone out of my house. <laughs> yeah. So, I called out of work the next day for rest. <laughs> <laughs> DTD brass rest <laughs> coach's decision. Abershaw loves it. <laughs> He's gonna write a call on it. <laughs> I had to. Oh, I got. I had to. I was in a very angry text exchange with some coworkers last night because uh, Ben Golliver's not picking Russ to win MVP. Uh, I think people are overthinking this one so much. But and but uh, okay, if you don't want to go Russ, you want to go Harden, whatever. Abershaw picking Kawhi for MVP is the most pretentious thing I've, I've just seen in. <laughs> It makes me furious that someone thinks Kawhi should actually win MVP this year. I think this I is think... the first MVP talk we've had all year. That doesn't <laughs> no, but... James Johnson. I, I think I think we've met, we've mentioned on the pod before, but Habistrobe was great when he was the only one looking at the numbers. Now that like Joe Schmo can get a subscription to like Synergy and figure stuff out, he's not that great. Like, Nikaias, Nikaias yeah, you mean the new. Uh... Yeah, but I didn't want to. I didn't want to say his name just wrong or something. Say, so Joe Schmo. Yeah, Nikaias can get the numbers, and now Tom Haberstroh is not special anymore because yeah, but Nikaias, Nikaias isn't Joe Schmo. Nikaias knows what he's doing. I'm just saying, like, <laughs> he's kind of Joe Schmo. I'm saying literally anyone <laughs> can pick up the numbers and do like, yeah. But Co- I mean, Kawhi. I, I, I understood. I understood what Haberstroh is saying that they really don't. They really don't factor in defense a lot when they're looking at the MVP or in general. Yeah, why does like, that bother you so much, bro? I mean, the, the Spurs are. Sorry to cut you off, Harry, but the Spurs are, what, 60-plus wins this year? I mean, the problem is, like, people keep bringing in all these things, like, his stats per 100 possessions or all these things. It matters how many minutes you play in a game. Like, it matters to me that Russ plays a lot of minutes. It matters to me that LeBron plays a lot of minutes. Uh, People are also, like, very conveniently ignoring some defensive metrics that maybe, say, Kawhi hasn't been a great of a defender this year. You know, like, you you could get a group of numbers that says Kawhi hasn't been a lockdown defender. Uh, I think for a while there, the Spurs' defensive rating was better with him off the court. And so obviously, yes, we all watch basketball. We know he's a great defender. We know he's a great one-on-one defender. But it's a little annoying that people say those metrics don't matter when it's convenient for them, and it's convenient for them when it comes to Kawhi. Uh, You know, I think someone, I think it was Matt Moore from CBS was tweeting about this, and someone tweeted this at him, and I thought it was a great kind of observation in that, Kawhi is obviously a great offensive player, but I think that he is a huge part of a machine, whereas a guy like Russ drives the machine. Well, it's a famous Marino Montana quote, like Montana is part of the system, Marino is the system. Yeah, and I just think that, you know, to me, narratives matter sometimes, and you can get into all these stats and all kinds of stuff, like, Kevin Durant left the Thunder, and Russ was like, I have to average a triple-double, and he did that. And that—that that is, to me, enough 
Like you can split all the all the hairs on all these numbers and everything. To me, it, it does mean something that that team was like left for dead, and he was like, "No, <laughs> we're not going out like this." Yeah, to me, the MVP award stopped mattering after Derrick Rose won it, so I haven't really paid attention to the race uh, since that happened. You're a liar. Stop lying. No, I mean, I mean, you're like, I, you're I, like let's, Stop lying. No, I'm not. I'm not, I'm not really a huge like. I don't want to get into. I'm not a huge Russell Westbrook fan. So I don't want to like. I mean, I, I think. I think. I know, I, yeah, there are arguments against him. I get that. And no, I know no, no, no. I, I don't. I think. I think he's gonna win the win it by a high margin. I don't. I don't high think margin. He, yeah, I think I think he's going to win it by a lot. I don't think it's going to be that close. I think uh, you know Harden's best argument is that you know they they didn't predict the Rockets to have that many wins this year, but they're just as their good. Numbers when are sits. oddly similar, right? Like they're like but, right, but the difference is they're just as good when Harden sits on the bench the way that uh, D'Antoni's got that system running, whereas when Russ sits, they're like a JV I team. Hold on, wait a second. You you know that Harden's not a system player. You wait, know? wait, wait. Do you know who Russell's? Backup is, and that's a serious was, question. Do you know? Is it Norris Cole now? Backup point guard? <laughs> nope. It was Cameron Payne, but he's gone. Yeah, nope. I don't know who's there. Samaje Christian. Is Norris Cole there? Yeah, is. Yeah, but he's not. He didn't, he's, he didn't he's see Norris backup. Cole try to. Norris Cole tried to uh, jump up and like you know do some kind of move with Russ when he when he got the so when he won the game. And <laughs> Cole couldn't do it because Cole can't. He's not good at anything. It's, whoa. Come on, that was sick, man. Is Cole, is Cole a heat life? Yes. Yes. Brian, do you want to play the music? Want to play our game? <laughs> I, love I love this game so much. <laughs> Brian, produce. Oh I have god. to look it up. Give me a second. Oh my god, why oh are you so god. slow? You're supposed to be on it. Is You're supposed to be right like now? that. No. <laughs> game play music. Just come on. This is just bop, 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 bop. One, two, three, boom. You're a bad producer. Right. We're fired. I don't want it anymore. Why don't I'm you kidding. perform the song for us? No. Is Chris Bosch a heat lifer? Yeah. Yeah. We did yeah. that did one before. Didn't you did, did, the, we? did that one already? Did we do that last time? I lost track. I should write You're fired. All right, Brian. I don't want the music anymore. No, it's over. I, I don't want it. It took too long. I, I don't want it. I don't want it. We're not playing anymore. I'm not going to talk. And now it's time for oh, Heat it Lifer or Not a Heat Lifer with Giancarlo Nava. Why you your job? Like, you have one job, and it's to be ready with the couple sounds that we occasionally use. You can't spell right. I, no, I can't. I can't. <laughs> I can't spell and I can't write. Brian, I don't want to play. Take it off. We're done. You ruined it. You killed the mood. By the way, the, stats, yeah, the, the Tony Fiorentino huh? stats video that I was trying to look it up, it doesn't exist anymore. Like what's gone, gone right? space. It's, I'm telling you, it's totally gone. That's so. That's Someone so needs good. that game on DVR. At least that's we still have the the photo. That's the biggest that loss of the phone. I was looking at. Uh, I saw a chart that Miami's the second most injured team this year. Um, I I think I forgot who the, the first. Utah yeah, was number one. Yeah, Utah was number one, and Miami's number two. I thought that was. Does that count, Chris Bosh? You guys don't want to talk. Think so, which is kind of incredible that Utah's number one. Yeah, that was like. Yeah, really. Because Bosch has missed the whole season. Justice has missed pretty much the whole season. Dion has missed like a fourth of it. McRoberts? Dion's going to end up missing 50 games, man. That that kept, that cannot include Bosch. Because, I mean, if you count McRoberts, or is there some, oh, is Exum hurt? I guess Exum's been out all year, right? No, Mc, McRoberts definitely doesn't count. They knew he was going to be out for the rest of the time. He doesn't count towards it. <laughs> you guys are too see him trying to make a comeback last night? You like, guys are too mean about McBob, man. He was playing well nope. this year. Nope. Well, no, I get, I get really like, I get scared when Bob's near the huddle. I assume he's just gonna like break into pieces. When I said, when I saw him on the court, like shooting layups before the game, I was terrified. <laughs> he was having no a good year him. this year, and and he played really well in the playoffs last year. Do, do you do you guys remember that Onion article uh, with Greg Oden where there was like teammates pass ball to Greg Oden and he breaks into a thousand pieces? That's what I think of with Josh McRoberts. Like, I'm actually, like, I agree with Rohan. I'm a McBob's fan. I just of course don't you are. I like. <laughs> what is that supposed to mean? I don't I'm know, McBob. man. Like, how can you how can you be a McRoberts fan but not a TJ fan? You come on, man. I'm a Josh McRoberts apologist. So predictable. 
Me too, man. I'm, I'm Team McBobs. He was so good. The defensive tandem of him and Bosch was like one of the best in the league. Yeah, like, like if he actually got to play with Bosch like how he should have, like they would have been really good. But guys, after a while, like being available is something that you need to be able to do. Like I really like watching. I really liked watching Brandon Roy play basketball, but the guy, both of his knees were, don't work. So what do you, you know, you need your knees to play basketball. Yeah, but I mean, why are we gonna get mad at someone who just gets hurt? That's just seemed mean. Because if he's, walking, if he's walking his dog and he steps on a rock and that's the end of his season. Like, it doesn't make sense that that is – like, listen, I have no athletic skills at all. I don't get hurt like that. So if we want to, like, switch or something, we should do that because it doesn't make sense. Because he hurt himself playing on his, a bad foot against Toronto. Just throwing that out there. If I passing also- were, a, uh, like, uh, like, an event at the All-Star game – it is. Then sure. Oh, it, it passing is just passing. The skills Can competition. I, no, man. Just I'm talking just passing because he has just no passing. other skills. He can drill. Just passing. And, and he also has a he has a fear of shooting in a game that like you have to shoot the ball. Yeah. He last. I think James Johnson became what they hoped McBob's would. Right. Like James Johnson passed. became what I mean. He's he's better yeah. than LeBron. We're fine. We're good. Like, <laughs> James Johnson is what him. they thought LeBron would be. <laughs> yeah, a lifer, a lifer. Yeah, no, JJ but ain't, JJ ain't leaving. Honest, well, I want to get into. I don't want to get into that today because we've talked about that ad nauseum, and there's still a season to be played. There's still one more game to be, in, and we should honestly celebrate this team more because, and we've done that plenty. But just, and I haven't, and I, I really don't think they're gonna make it. But I don't think that that should matter because what they did, like they made half the season matter in a way that I don't think any of us thought that they would. And I know we've talked about this before, how a lot of you were watching college basketball, looking at Lonzo Ball and Fultz and Fletz. Monk, whatever. Yeah, all these people whose names I don't know. Like, And all of a sudden, this team started playing well, and that totally went out the window. And Miami cared about this team again. Like, they, this captured Miami in like a really fun way. And I think the status quo right now is, you're either bad or you're trying to contend or you're play- like Miami was in this area where they were the big, they led the league in losses at the time, the lowest point they led the league in losses. Yeah. And I mean, if they, if they finish 500, I mean, it's incredible. And I think that, uh, I'm always trying to get SI to write about the Grizzlies more. It's really hard to get people to care <laughs> about the Grizzlies. But the reason I love the love the Grizzlies, cause they made the playoffs. Like what? seven or eight years in a row and like they'll probably be forgotten five years from now because like you know they never won a championship they never came close to conference finals it's just nice to have good teams in the nba it's nice that some teams are are not so concerned about tanking or whatever it is and not that i don't understand that strategy you know in a very broad sense but it's great that the heat were like we're gonna finish out this season you know it would have been so easy to just pack it in and they got all these guys on one of your deals, the NBA is the league the, that is the worst at just appreciating teams that are good because there's no incentive to be good. There's no, your only incentives are to be elite or disastrous, I and mean, there's no incentive to be good. And that bothers me as a person person who likes watching good basketball, right? So that was what was great about this season is it was good basketball to watch, especially for the second half. And it it sucks that a lot of teams, a lot of fan bases don't always get that, and that the NBA doesn't, you know, make it you know, positive for teams to be simply good. But this team yeah. has a history of doing that. Like, even the year that they didn't make it, the first year after LeBron, they had a lot of injuries. But, I mean, they were they were playing until, like, the last day, you know, when they got, you know, when they got yeah. eliminated. That game, that game was super fun where six people played. And no, I, I, you know what I mean? Like, when they were eliminated from playoff contentions, when they shut it down, but they were trying to make it. It was a double overtime game late into the season against Sacramento that we were all in on. You know what I mean? Like, I just think, and I don't want to do like this whole cliche nonsense of culture and you know mysticism and this and that. But I just I do think there's something to be said about how they never do that. Like they're hey, always the players. The players love the culture thing, by the way. No, I know competitors only. Like they eat that state. Nobody in sports loves mythology more than the people playing it, right? Like I think journalists and and run like I'm sure we've done it before. You write and you create this mysticism and this narrative like around around sports and 
we know it's constructed to a certain degree, but the players eat that up almost as much as fans do. I don't know. I, I, I've seen both sides. I feel like you'd be surprised how many NBA players aren't basketball fans. Uh, no, I, I, that I'm sure. I mean, yeah, but in a way that lends Andre itself. Andre Drummond. To, yeah, in a <laughs> in a way that lends itself to being like they could, they couldn't really care less about narratives or whatever it is. But I don't know. I like I I was at the Heat Knicks game and I was talking to JJ and I talked to Willie Reed and the way they were just the way they would both say uh, they do things differently around here was like borderline cultish. Um, borderline cultures they were like yeah man they do things differently around here <laughs> like what are you suggesting all, all at the same time at the same tone <laughs> exactly yeah and like but they both they both said that they both said that independently of each other and like it's just very interesting how they sell the players on it and it's interesting hearing that from people who've played for a bunch of teams it's you know it's one thing if Udonis says it right because what does he know that's all he knows but then you get a guy like James Johnson or Willie Reed, and they've bounced around, and they've been on a couple of teams. Joe Johnston said that when he was here yeah. last year. So it's it's very interesting. It's very interesting talking to the guys about it. To steal Brass Jazz's quote, they put the cult in culture, right? <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking that as he was saying it. That has to be our next right. shirt. We need to put that on a t-shirt. Okay. Right, but I, I, I think what – I mean, obviously, you know, we're he- – uh, heat podcast we obviously are biased but it's i mean it's impressive what the heat i i mean i was ready to give up on the season and start watching college basketball which i, I, I want a Lonzo that, ball man i still kind yeah of- i don't i don't like oh hey, hey maybe maybe we, look if we don't make the playoffs maybe we'll <laughs> maybe we'll sneak into a top three pick but um no i just uh it's impressive what spo's done this year like the player development even with like you know, people would you would have thought before the year if the Heat were like at five hundred, it had a lot to do with Winslow. Winslow hasn't played much at all, and even though I was mad at Josh Richardson for a month, and I still thought I still think he plays too many minutes. Um, you know the way that the way that Spo has stuck with him, like no matter what, sink or swim, and he's been swimming the last few games, is just a testament to what, how Spo is loyal to his guys, and they have faith and. And that's uh, you know, I don't ha- I don't really have the guts. I'm wearing the shirt, but I, I mean, you know, I'm. In a in a mild defense of Josh, who I I've also you know I think injuries played a big role in his struggles this year. Spo sees him every day, right? Like Spo's probably seeing the work he puts in. Spo's probably seeing how he's practicing. So while I agree it's frustrating sometimes when we're watching him and we're like, why isn't Wayne in the game? You know, he's seen them a lot. That I'm you know again the loyalty plays a big role in it. But I always had a feeling Josh would come around only because you know I think if Spo had genuinely seen that like oh man he's kind of lost it like last year was a fluke he wouldn't have him on the court in these big moments but i think he must have seen enough evidence somewhere to know that okay he'll probably come around a little bit alex did you want to say something i saw you raising your hand <laughs> i mean yeah he's averaging 15 <laughs> three and three in april man he's not the worst player in the nba like harrison thought harrison and alf harrison and alf went out of the way to slander so that- the hell out of him I didn't, I didn't. I never said anything like he was the worst player in the NBA. I wouldn't be surprised if he did. He, he, he wasn't. He wasn't the brightest player in the NBA. Oh, why are you gonna do die. that? Wait, what did I do? Why are you taking out Josh Richardson's <laughs> intelligence? You don't know that. No, I didn't. I don't know like his his IQ or I, I wasn't talking about that. I just when when you a Is few this a race ago thing? you said no, it's not a race thing, man. You, we got to cut this out. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you hate when we do that. Yeah, because it's so bad. Like I'm sitting here. I got you know. Anyway, um, no, it was it was more like you made the Chalmers comparison the other day, and now I can't get it out of my head. And you guys know how much I detest Mario Chalmers. I love Chalmers. Hold on, wait. wait I have to pause. I, listen, I, Brian is Brian is my dear friend and my partner in this thing we call Heat. <laughs> in this he's, world, he's in, in this world. He's my life partner. Brian sent me the worst question to ask uh, Rohan. He said, ask Rohan what he thinks the secret to Miami Heat culture is. That is the worst question I've ever heard. Brian, why did you think that was a good idea to ask? You know, let me defend Brian. No, don't. (laughs) Brian, explain yourself. Quote from James Johnson. If Coach Spo and Coach Rawls want to share share it, then they can go ahead and uh, I'm going to keep the culture a secret. So I just really want to know what do you think that secret was? Yeah, see, he, I was going to so, say, I was he read his stuff. Let him. Johnson. 
such a bad question. Okay, what's the secret to heat culture? Thank you, thank you, Brian, for being a loyal reader of SI.com, first of all. You're welcome. <laughs> I read your Dwayne piece. It was excellent. Thank Stop you. It. Here we go. Stop. We're not talking about my next question. I missed, I missed Dwayne. Okay, what's the secret to heat culture, Ron? Tell us. Give oh, up the goods. Okay, one thing that I took away was, uh, and obviously we've all read about it a ton ad nauseum this season, but the conditioning thing is a huge... It goes beyond just wanting the players in shape. It's a clearly something that they use kind of as like a badge of honor. And I think it's like a huge motivator for them. Uh, it's obvious that it goes beyond like, hey, we're, you're going to do this because, you know, we need you to be fit in the fourth quarter. It's, oh, we're going to get you to do this because, you know, it's going to be, there's going to be a competitive aspect to it. There's like, it's a weird motivating thing that they use. Uh, I think the biggest thing that I took away from James was the way he talked about Spo, and you could see the sincerity in his voice when he was talking about how Spo, you know, he said, it's not just on the court stuff, it's off the court stuff. And I think what I gleaned from that was, I think Spo realized that you can't get, it's hard to get one year guys to buy in and be like, hey, come on, this team's an afterthought, but let's have this crazy run. I don't think that that's what he sold them on. I think if I had to guess, I think what he sold these guys on was, you know, this is your one year to kind of revive your career, and I'm going to give you every opportunity to do it. And it's not about necessarily what you'll do for this team this season. It's about what this would mean for the rest of your life. And, you know, the way James Johnson was talking about, you know, this is the first time in years he doesn't feel any pressure going into the summer. He can go in knowing that, you know, teams are going to want him. He's going to get a contract offer because of how well he played. So I think... I don't know if it's a secret or it's the secret, but I think that what I learned is Spo knows how to connect with these guys on a way that goes beyond just X's and O's and, hey, we're going to use you as a, as a center and unlock your potential. I think he connects with them on the level of, you know, I want you to be great for the rest of your life, not just for this team. What I was thinking was once, like, I think Udonis is probably, and correct me if I'm wrong, I think Udonis is kind of a conduit from management, from Spolstra to the players, right? Because he's the example. And, right. and we've seen the Heat's Instagram account and all their social media. Like, they're showing UD, even though he doesn't play, that yeah. he works really hard, right? So, like, if he's not there anymore, like, does this still work? Oh, that's a very good question. That's tough. I mean, it depends what you mean by there. I'd be shocked if the day Udonis retired, he didn't no, but join the coaching staff or something like that. It's, it's different when there's a guy in in the locker room that's next to you that's working his ass off and even though you he knows he's not gonna play he's working as hard as the rest of the guys i think that goes a long way you know what i mean like if if you you know let's say ud wasn't on this team i mean you have hassan whiteside and Gorn as the voice of the locker room they're not exactly products you know they, they they're in the, the, the team and the system but they're not a you know molded heat culture guys that are that are doing what you know what i mean yeah, I think that's a fair point. I think they're, they want Justice to be that guy. I think that he could be. Um, you, you know, I think they're trying to mold those guys. Josh, Tyler, I think Tyler could be that guy for them. Uh, you know, he's someone who... Look, just look at where he's come from, though. I mean, it's an incredible story at the end of the day. So I think they're grooming those guys, uh, and, and they'll always have one or two on deck, um, even if they're not, you know, at the status that UD is, but they'll get there. So I, I, I think that's a good point, but they're always grooming them somewhere. <laughs> I really like, do you, yeah, I really like what Leif said. He said that he thinks James Johnson will be handed a captain role once UD retires. Not sure what you guys think about yeah. that. I want to know why Leif's not on the podcast. I was I was ready to ask him a bunch of questions, man. He's too busy oh, being dead. Culture boy, as Sedano yeah. calls him. <laughs> uh, I don't know. We we just settled on this. We settled on this rag. We're like the Heat right now. We're a ragtag team suicide of guys. Squad. The Heat are an actual suicide squad. They they got all the players no one else in the NBA wanted. That's like there's their spare parts. Yeah, they're absolutely spare parts. From Hassan to even Goron, if you think about it, because the Phoenix had three point guards: Isaiah, Eric Bledsoe, and Goron. They didn't want Goron. Goron was the first one moved, right? If I'm if I'm wrong. Goron, they both moved the same day. Huh? Goron didn't want out. Yeah, Goron wanted out. But I I think the one that they wanted to keep was Bledsoe. I think that was clear from the start. That was the one that they wanted to keep. Mm-hmm. Which, by the way. Is did Miami get the worst of the three? <laughs> you could make the case. Bledsoe's a great. Who? 
between Bledsoe, uh, Isaiah Thomas, and, and Goran, because I, I was oh, thinking... no. Goran's better than Bledsoe. I don't know, man. Bledsoe's really good, and Bledsoe's and, a, a and hell of a I don't care what any... You're going you're to see IT... Uh, Isaiah is going to be a, like, just a turnstile on defense in the playoffs. They're mm-hmm. just going to... Whoever's going against him is going to have a field day, so... Brass, do you think if Miami gets Boston, do you think they have a chance? Yeah, I think... Well, I um, yeah, if... I don't know. Does that fall within the six to eight week? Yeah. Okay. With let's yes, let let yes. I th- let's say that the six to eight weeks passes and Dion is available. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I definitely do. If you could shut that, if you could shut Isaiah down, they can do that, man. They can they can compete with anybody if they have Dion. They have all they, the pieces to be able to do that. Am I saying are they going to? Or are they locked to? Absolutely not. But they're going to be a they're going to be hell for just about anybody if they can get Dion back and Dion plays like he played before he got injured. Harry, what were you gonna say? I was gonna say that uh, we it might it might end up being a really good season for Heat Beat because uh, six to eight weeks is gonna end up being real good. And if the Heat finish five hundred tomorrow, that was the that was our collective uh, prediction consensus. Using all of our using all of our combined uh, predictions, so that would be you know we have to we yeah, got to do something big for that. Maybe get a, uh, maybe get a cake. Rohan, the entire staff did predictions at the beginning of the year. And if you average out everyone's um, predictions, it averages out to 500. That's outstanding. So our collective unconscious might be correct here. And by the way, Dion's trying to rush back. Does this count in the six to eight week window? Because I think he's cheating. He says he's li- he's like getting hurt walking. Dude, he's he's How? there's no way. He How's can play. he gonna play? Well, they they showed the only video they showed today was him getting by Haslam, which I, I don't know. If <laughs> he was not close. If, that, if that's much, I mean, I, I love Haslam, but I don't know if that's uh, you know, if he can get by, you know, if he could get by like TJ or something, maybe maybe that'd be better. But by the way, how come it took so long for me to get an invite on the Heat Beat podcast? By the way, it's I don't know. Fun. You know, Rohan, we've actually talked about having you on forever. You and uh, Josh Bogard from Slice Miami. Like I think this whole season we've been saying we got to. After you wrote the Dwayne column, we're like, oh, we we got to get him on. We got to get him on, and we just haven't. I was waiting. I think the problem is I'm not really on Heat Twitter. No, yeah, you're more official. It's just it's kind of like Nikias. Nikias has like meandered into NBA Twitter, and like everybody likes him over there, and they respect him. And I'm not even like kind of on NBA Twitter. I want to be on Heat Twitter, but I just think that uh. I don't know. It just never really happened for me, and now here just, I am. Just start slandering real, people. You'll fit in. Like, just start making the, fun of people. Slander. Ask issue, players. Ask the, players if they like anime. That that works. Too. Yeah. <laughs> the real issue is that uh, Giancarlo has an idea to invite someone on, but he's too afraid to ask because he's like has a has a terrible fear of rejection <laughs> in general and in life. So he yeah. won't ask. So it's either like Alpha Rai that go out and uh, have to see if I people think, will go on. I've like like he's guy. wanted like. Uh, Giancarlo's dream guest would be Doris Burke, and he's had his, her phone number for a long, long time. And he just need to like send a message, and he so won't scared. do it. I'm scared. I'm terrified. Oh, I can't, what am I gonna say? Oh man, I used to do that in college all the time, man. You gotta let it fly. You'd be surprised how many people are willing to do a podcast. Hashtag shoot your shot 2017. <laughs> <laughs> I was nervous the first time I got a girl's phone number too. <laughs> I've never texted a girl before. I'm a little nervous, you know. I'm a big fan of Doris, you know. Do they have like? Uh, you could have at least laughed, or at least fake laughed. You just I left mean, me in silence. I was, well, it was drowning. Too, it was too real. It was too real. I feel bad for you, really. Honestly. <laughs> I just made an unfunny joke, and I was waiting. I was like, "Somebody fake laugh." And Brian, you should have fake laughed. You're my partner. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I hate you so much. <laughs> I hate you. But yeah, Brian has had an off. Brian, yeah. this might be like top five worst shows that you've ever done. Don't do that. I don't want to be like Cody, man. Yeah, that's that's what I don't get. You just like him. No, I'm not. <laughs> I mean, and look, the people who defend Cody, we look horrible today because he was especially bad. Always <laughs> today. Always bad. Look, I love I'm, sorry, listen, I'm sure he's a really nice guy. And there's no doubt that he's a nice guy. He would be the star of this podcast. No, he wouldn't. <laughs> he would, man. You'd underestimate him. He's banned. Him and Ira are banned. Oh God! No, we're, we're, uh, no, no, Cody would be fine. We're never having Ira. Hold on, on the show. there has to be a committee. Unless, unless he, unless he admits to to completely lying about secondary audio. Oh, and then, then not a come on, then he can come on. Yeah, if he's yeah. willing to 
to do a tell-all on hashtag secondary we need audio. To bring Ira on and like do an ask Ira segment where like you suddenly expose. throw joke questions at him. It's an expose. <laughs> you don't fill him in on the joke. That's no, he would not think that's funny, right? <laughs> no, there's no way you would think that's funny, right? Hey, it could go either way. So what could be incredible journalist? Go either way. Or that that what is it? Keith Smith. What's his name? Yeah. Oh, Keith Smith, man. Uh, Rohan, have you seen him? <laughs> you huh? guys are so ruthless on Twitter. Oh goodness. Oh, that's the best. <laughs> that's how you fit in and eat Twitter. That's what you got to do. You gotta. You gotta. <laughs> Why are we so mean? I don't have it in me. You're too nice. All right. You can. It, it, you can. It can happen. You yeah, you got you got to go anonymous at first. I think to, yeah, to be yeah. kind of ruthless. I first, I first, I had my name, I had my picture. I'm like, no, nah, screw that. This is what if it gets back to me? But you know, you throw <laughs> Photoshop as your avi, and you you know, you just keep your handle something anonymous, and you're good. So you're doing the elf. See my boss. My, the, why are you feuding with every NBA writer? <laughs> on well, they said Hassan looked joyless in the third quarter. So. <laughs> yeah, but, but Rohan, some of these guys are like really like strangely biased as if they had like you're offending their families when you offend. <laughs> like the guy on the jazz, that was a crazy day. I mean, I mean oh, yeah, he, got, was, he got into a feud with so Warriors Twitter and, and the actual take on the jazz thing. All right. Is that the Hassan tweet that compared his stats to Gobert was completely kosher. There was no nothing wrong with that. Yeah, that was our guy who we yeah. don't talk to anymore. Yeah, that was Oof. totally normal. I miss you, Christian. <laughs> For real. Baby, Continue come back. Wrong. Stop interrupting the guest! Why are you all incompetent? <laughs> anyway, <laughs> anyway, the uh, the Hassan thing was completely normal to do. There was nothing wrong with it. That guy definitely took too much offense to the Hassan tweet. But after that, you guys were all way too mean about it. Of you guys course. Too far. You're just, you, you kept going on for days. Every time he tweets now, you have to say something. <laughs> just let it go. Just let it go. You, you had to win. You had to win when you had like this, like, hey, like, what are you, like, what's the beef, man? Like, we're just sending a tweet about Hassan. But then you guys took it way too far. Someone, someone horse cocked that writer. <laughs> oh, God. For, for the audience that doesn't know what we're talking about, uh, I think like a month or two ago, um, I think his name is Ben Dossett, right? Something like that. Yeah, he's that's a, correct. He's a Utah writer, and um, he tweeted out some Rudy Gobert stats. Our guy, Christian Hernandez, just quote tweeted him comparing his stats to Hassan, and he called Heat fans obtuse, and he said that we're being psychopathic. For, like, psychopathic? Like I can't speak, I can't write. Leave me alone. Um, and uh, he Twitter did not. I mean, we still call him obtuse today. Like he can't tweet without getting a, an obtuse. Yeah. No, I mean the other day, uh, Tom D'Angelo wrote something like the Jazz whining about the officials or something, and I'm like, hey, send it to Ben Dowsett. He he's the he's the professional whiner for the Jazz. So. Jeez. Oh, Tom. No, I just quoted Tom's tweet because it was it was fine. But oh, I thought Tom did that for a second. I was like, Tom, Tom is real. No, Tom's fine. He just talks. J- Jason Leisure would do that. All right, we're, we're running out of time here. I don't want. I guess you want to do. Pred- I don't really like Crashing doing predictions. Left and right. I know. I mean, we've slandered so many people today. Where's Alf? <laughs> Alf would have loved to slander all these people. I don't think that he make the playoffs. Let's go around the room. We never really do this, but I feel like it's appropriate today. Uh, Alex, who do you think the Heat? Do you have guts? Alex, do you have guts? Or of do course, you not they make the playoffs. Heat? Of course, they make the playoffs. Do you have guts. the guts? That's all Ari, I have. Eric, do you have the guts? I, I'm wearing the have the guts shirt, but I no, I, I don't I don't think we're I don't think we're gonna make it. But hey, I have this weird feeling we're gonna we're gonna uh, win the lottery. Okay, so you have no guts, Brass. Do you have the guts? If they don't make it, I have to watch anime. I have to have the guts. <laughs> <laughs> I have no choice. Rohan, do you have the guts? I don't have the guts. If the Hornets won tonight, I would have had the guts. Yeah, that would have been better. So no, I don't have the guts. I think I think they'll win. I think they'll end the season at five hundred, but I think that's that's the end of the ride, baby. Yeah, Ryan. the Hornets are down by twenty five. <laughs> Ryan, do you have the guts? I need to have the guts. I'm counting on a paycheck from the Heat in the playoffs. I need to write some stories. <laughs> <laughs> Corporate chill, Brian Goins. Get that money. Hey, hey, it's Flo. And you know what word I've never understood? 
top hat. Aren't all hats on top? They're like the toppest part of every outfit. Unless I've been doing it wrong. That's why I stick with simple words like flotection. It means the sense of security you'll feel when your new home is protected by home insurance through me and Progressive. Also, there shouldn't be a top hat unless there's a bottom hat. Wait, is that what underwear is? Save an average of 17% on car insurance when you bundle home and auto through Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discount not available in all states or situations. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.